Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Get Outside with Kids. We're back again this week with your host, Jennifer, that's me, and Kate. And tonight we're talking to two guests on the show who thought, you know what a great way to spend more time outside with your kids is? Just move your entire family into a bus. Because if you have a small space inside, the only place you'll be able to go with your kids is outside. Uh, but for real, we talked to Nicole and Bo today over at Rome with Bus about their amazing lifestyle transformation. And I just thought there were so many good takeaways from the episode tonight. Firstly, Jen and I thought it was fascinating in so many like practical ways. How do you live in a school bus? How do you have kids running around in a converted school bus? And Nicole and Bo were kind enough to answer all of our questions and provided so much fascinating information. Um, and we're really, really excited to have them on. So they are a family of four and they're living and traveling across the United States in their 250 square foot converted school bus. They had a desire to have more family adventures. So they ditched their 1850 square foot home in Maine to explore tiny living. Now they say the happiest days are spent seeking adventures and making the great outdoors their backyard place. Playground. We had such a great conversation with Bo and Nicole, and we know that you're really going to love this episode. Are right, we are so excited tonight to have two people joining us on the podcast tonight, Nicole and Bo, who are joining us live from the bus that they live in. Um, and we're <laughs> getting a little preview here on the video. Uh, but walk us through, you guys live in a bus. Like, just tell us a little bit about this journey, about how this came to be. Oh, golly. It was a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Always a Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. He's loved to say that. Um, Gosh. Well, I work full-time as a nurse and Bo was working full-time in construction. Yeah. Like insulating. Um, And then so our journey began like two and a half years ago. So it began during, I worked in the emergency room and it did it sort of evolved because of COVID, I guess we'll say. And we just never had any time together, did we? Yeah, always working, opposite schedules. Yeah. Maybe a couple weekends during the month. Yeah. And it just felt like we could never coordinate vacations. Um, Your busy time was kind of the slower time in the emergency department. And we just knew we needed a change and we had been struggling, I would say probably for a good year on how we could, what that, what that looked like, how we could make a change and how it could work for us both financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of it, how it could work for us. And we, I came home and we were scrolling Instagram as, you know, as you do when the kids go to bed and you're just like zoned out, you're scrolling. Yep. And I came upon a bus and I said, I showed him, I go, we could definitely do that. (laughs) And I think you were a little shocked at first. Yeah. We were just sitting on the couch and you just like looked over and you're like, Hey, look at this. Yeah. This is a bus. Like we should buy a bus. And (laughs) you're so spontaneous and ambitious. (laughs) And I just go along with it. Cause I mean, it just brings us to new places, new experiences. And so I'm like, yeah, let's just buy a bus. Yeah, Let's do it. We did it, and this then is wild. Yeah, we didn't think much of it, as a yeah, lot of the things quick. we do in life. We didn't think, we didn't really think about it. We we're just like, sure, we we could definitely do that. And we lived in an area that had uh, 
like a fleet of buses that we had gone by. It just felt like it all kind of came together. We had driven by a fleet of buses at this salvage yard and we were like, hey, let's go see how much they want for it. And that next week we bought a bus. And the next home. week you bought a bus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The power of Instagram, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were influenced for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you went and you bought a bus. Can you take us through what you have to do to a bus? Because, I mean, firstly, I'm from Australia where we don't really have school buses. So I'm now familiar with them from a Canadian point of view. Tell us what's inside the bus that you have to remove and what you have to put into it to make it into a house for you and your family. Yeah, it was a whole demolition months, just taking everything out, the seats, all the sheet metal, the ceiling, the lights, the whole floor we had to rip up. Wow. Since we're since we're from Maine, you deal with all the salt, the snow, mm. everything. Well, so all the school buses there, they're just rusted out. Well, they're from Canada. You guys are from yeah. Canada, so you hey, know. Yeah. Like, same <laughs> same Vancouver. Same it's not as bad oh. in Vancouver. It's not quite so much okay. salt because it's not as snowy. <laughs> yeah. So our bus was pretty rusty. Yeah. Um, we didn't really know a whole lot about buses or <laughs> any of it. So we. When Bo says it took us months, we literally were YouTubing every portion of every the step. demo, every portion of the the build. And so, yeah, the seats were the worst part to take out because this floor was so rusty. All the bolts were oh, rusted off. The ceiling had rivets in it and we had to take all those down. So demoing and we were demoing in the middle of winter in Maine. And it was freezing. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, so cold. <laughs> you were so hardcore. I, you bought a bus after a week after having the idea. You uh, presumably, I mean, Bo, it sounds like you have some sort of, at least you're good with your hands if you're working in some kind of construction. Yeah, I but did. But you've never uh, converted a bus, right? <laughs> no, like I did like woodworking on the side. Like since yep. we had kids, I would build like step stools. And I was kind of doing that part time. So I had a bunch of tools that I just kind of built up. Built yeah. up. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of have that. And yeah, we just kind of went for it. <laughs> wow. Now- and Nicole, I guess you were there in case anybody scraped themselves or needed, you know, to maybe be considered for a tennis <laughs> shot. I felt like a really good cheerleader. <laughs> you helped a I lot. Could, I could be super cool. practical as well, though, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, for our listeners who are listening in, obviously they should have head over to your Instagram page to get the visual view. But kind of just give us a an audio tour, if you will, for our listeners of of what the bus looks like now. Because I imagine it's completely different than an average school bus. You're living on it full time, so walk us in from your front door and kind of describe to what our listeners to what you're seeing day to day. Sure. So when we open the door, we see the the driver's seat. Um, and then we have like a little bookshelf to the left that we keep our like keys and just random little knickknacks. You know, yeah. you know, when you walk in a house and you have to have a place to spot have a spot. stuff, we call that our like mudroom. Yeah. Our catch all yeah. area. And it also serves as like a little platform for the kids to eat at when they're on the, on the couch. So immediately when you come up over the stairs, you come into our, we affectionately call it like our living room, our, it's like a kitchen living room together yeah um and we have a convertible table um a convertible couch and then you have like our really small kitchen 
And then if you go down the hallway, so we created it so it was, would we call it like an S shape to almost? L, L shaped. L shaped. Like oh my L's. gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, uh, it curves. It's, it's a letter. I, it's a letter it's not, of the alphabet. Straight, not a straight hallway. Yeah. So it kind of breaks it up. So it kind of like has different rooms. Yeah. Mm. We wanted that feel of, we wanted to be able to be up front when the kids were sleeping. So basically after the kitchen, you walk down this narrow hallway to the left is our um, bathroom. And then if you don't go into the bathroom and you keep walking, you take another little left and then like an immediate right. And you're at the kid's bedroom. And then our bed, our like the primary bedroom, our bedroom is to the back. It's so cool. You have like, if you're listening in and you're like, how'd they fit all of those rooms into a bus? You have to go and look at their Instagram account because it's so cool. And I love looking at all. And also it's very beautiful. Your kitchen, Jen and I were just talking about this. I'm like, your home is much more beautiful than my home. I live in a townhouse and I'm like, I want your kitchen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that because that when we were talking about living in a bus, I was like, I remember telling you multiple times, I was like, it's not going to look like a bus, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not. It's look homey. I yeah. have a vision mm. of the home I want, and we're going to make this bus that, like, our dream yeah. home bus, right? So smaller, just a smaller, smaller scale of it. Condensed form. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Okay, so now there are four of you living in the bus because you do have two children, so you're not just living, you know, the child-free, carefree life. You're doing this with kids. Um, so tell us about... You know, you've got the kids on the bus day a day. What does kind of your day-to-day life look like with, you know, your schedules and work and the kids? And, and how does that all come together for both of you? Oh, gosh. Our, our, I feel like our lives have changed so much since coming into the bus yeah. or living in the bus. So when I work three days a week, I still work as a nurse. And on those three days, Bo, you are, he's become a stay-at-home dad. So yeah. tell him, like, what does your day look like? Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit different where I'm here with the kids. So they wake up, they come out, they have like their books, their toys that they kind of play with at the dining table. I wake up, we go out, we take our dog out for a walk, get them some fresh air. You have a dog as well in there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a big dog or like a little dog? Um, He's a black lab. Okay, that's not a small dog. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) Uh, But we have a little place for him. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, so then we come back and we all make breakfast. And then it's a lot of kind of feeling how the kids are doing. Um, Is it like kind of a playground day, going to the library? Um, And then... You sort of let them lead... Sorry, I didn't mean to catch Yeah, you. yeah. You let them lead the day. Like, I'll ask you what you're doing. And he sort of is just like, this is this yeah. is what they're feeling like today. Or, you yeah. know. Since, since we live in a bus, it's very small. So it's only 250 square feet. So we try to spend as much time outside as possible. And so whenever we try to find a spot to stay, we try to look at the surrounding area, see what there's to do. Like, there's a lot of hiking around here, a river, the library, a lot of. Yeah. A lot of activities for them to do, to get out. Can you tell us where you park your bus? I mean, I think this varies around the world, like where you could possibly park a bus. Like there's places in Europe where you might go, you'd be like, I don't, there's really nowhere to park it. In the US where, where you're, you're living and traveling, where do you park it? Where are you allowed to park a bus like yours? 
Yeah. So we stayed a lot of campgrounds. So when we're looking for an assignment, uh, you know, where we're going to go, we will contact different campgrounds. So we'll kind of try to find an area that we know is going to be a good area for the kids, meaning that maybe they have like homeschool, like co-op groups, or there's a library very close by, or maybe there's a lot of fun things around. So we try to narrow down the campgrounds and then we just call them and see if they have availability and if they'll stays. Yeah. For long-term stays. And then if they accept buses, um, (laughs) sometimes they don't some like in in too long or or what? No, they don't accept us uh, sometimes because either we don't have, what is it? RV. I AC some sort of certification that, oh, that comes with owning an RV, oh, right? Um, which we wouldn't have because we're a self-made, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, home. Um, or they, uh, like we've been told multiple times that they don't accept self-converted, uh, mm. just for insurance and policy reasons. But what we've found is a usually the smaller family owned campgrounds are so accommodating and so good to us. Yeah. Um, we found some just real amazing places yeah, that we, we have, we honestly, it's all worked out because there have been campgrounds that we have wanted to stay at like, like big, like corporate campgrounds that were like, Oh my gosh, our kids will love that. There's so many kids there. And I have been so disappointed that we couldn't stay there. And then we this like gem of a family campground just falls in our lap and we have been so blessed like that yeah right so right now how long do you figure you're staying in each place are you guys moving week to week month to month do you guys kind of do a season in a place or how does that work between wanting to move but obviously also landing that with your your job schedules too yeah so a typical nursing contract is anywhere from like eight to 13 weeks. Um, we have been fortunate enough to travel in each area in an area where we've really enjoyed it. And we've felt like we wanted, we needed to explore more. Yeah. And so we have stayed mostly in every place about six, six months, six months, I would say. I yeah. think oh, cool. each place. Yeah. So every time. Yeah, we've extended. So we have the opportunity to extend a contract and mm. we've extended every single time. Yeah. They're mm. just, we like the slow travel, but also we do a lot of adventuring. I, I work three days a week. So those four days are usually spent like exploring yeah, the, the area, the surrounding <laughs> area. So I noticed that recently you've been posting about a van. Can you walk me through why you have a bus? <laughs> And a van. Are you coming up with a whole fleet for your family? How many vehicles will you convert? <laughs> yeah. right, we we affectionately call it our guest bedroom. So my mom comes out a lot. So we we made a an agreement with my parents. So we're very, very close to my family back home in Maine. Um, my mom watched uh our six-year-old for the first what six months of his life. Yeah. Um and so they just they have a really special bond. So when we started traveling, we said we won't be more than three months. So anyway, we we joke that that's her like guest bedroom. But in in all seriousness, honesty, um, we live in a very old school bus, and our concern was that we we adventure every single week. So we are out exploring 
every single week. So I back my days up and I work three days and then we're off for four or five exploring. And we were concerned about the amount of mileage and the amount of wear and tear that was on our home. And so we needed a second vehicle for me to get to and from work. Mm-hmm. And so it just made sense for us to buy a van and convert it. And if we're going to already have a second vehicle, it might as well be a multi-purpose vehicle. (laughs) So it has multiple purposes. It's a guest home, our adventure mobile, and that way we can save, save our bus for big moves. Mm. (laughs) That actually makes really good sense. That makes good sense. Now I imagine obviously doing with this kids was obviously for anyone listening who doesn't have kids, a bit of a different journey. So what are some of the tips you have or some of the things you thought through about this smaller space or for people who are thinking about a smaller space with kids? Like what did you have to leave behind or what kind of mindset did you have to throw out? Because, you know, with kids, you have to think we need bigger space. We need more stuff. And you guys have gone the complete opposite direction. So, so tell us a little bit about like those switches or those, you know, those tips that you would say to other people who are looking to downsize, maybe not quite to a bus it may be just a smaller space or the home that they're currently living in well we felt like we like when we were renting our house we felt like we had a lot of stuff and we felt like our kids needed a lot of stuff but once we were like okay we're going into a school bus we can't fit everything and so we kind of like had to like learn and break it down to being like what do our kids actually need do they need 500 toys or do they need one toy that they play with outside and we get to experience so much more and so it's just kind of learning and adapting. I would say if anybody wanted to like live in a bus or downsize is if there's a way to try it out first, I, we're big advocates of try it out. If it works for you, great. Um, so if there's an opportunity, like now you can rent buses or not buses, but maybe like vans, you can rent RVs. There's so many different places to do that. Or maybe you rent like an Airbnb, that's a tiny little condo and you can try that out because I do think that people don't understand how truly big of a transition it is. And I think you have to just go we went into it knowing that there was going to be a transitionary period and there was for all of us. It, it was a big adjustment and we had to almost relearn how to be with each other in a smaller space and how (laughs) to right and how to adapt. I mean, you find different quirks when you're Mm. married in a smaller space. Um, One thing that we did know when we were, building the bus is we we felt like we knew our kids well enough to know some of the things that they were going to absolutely need um and some of the things that we would absolutely need so one thing um if you look at like the pictures on our instagram we have a playroom out back Mm -hmm. and that was extremely important in the build i remember telling bo multiple times i don't care if our kitchen is a few inches smaller i don't care if we have a smaller bathroom but the kids need a place where they can go if it's raining away from <laughs> us. Yes. Well, <laughs> away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, they need a space out back. Yeah. So just thinking about that change then. So I'm thinking of you two, you know, back in 2020, scrolling Instagram, coming across this bus <laughs> to now. Like it seems like probably every aspect of your life has changed. 
you kind of talk us through like what that's meant for your family, for your time outside, for your relationship? Like how have all those things evolved since since that was you there scrolling on your phone, Nicole? <laughs> you. Uh, I mean, you went from working full-time to being a stay-at-home dad. I feel like this has been a huge... Yeah, so I, I worked five, six, six days a week, 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 days. Yeah. And so I was used to, like just working all the time and then seeing the kids for a couple hours at night. But I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. And so it's been hard, but awesome at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's been a transition of being around our kids 24 7. Uh, we come up, <laughs> but we try but we I've done that but before. We, <laughs> but we but we work together on making schedules to make sure that like I get some alone time or like Nicole gets some like downtime from work and like mm-hmm. her yeah. home time. So it's been it's been trying to adapt and change and see what works for us. I I definitely agree with you i i would say for me and maybe you agree i think it's made us stronger i think it's made us stronger as a family um we overcome things much more quickly more quickly (laughs) um much better than we used to i think in in a bigger house where you can go and you can go to your bedroom and you can kind of stew about things we don't do that anymore we sort of have to talk about it and get through it um, because it's such a tiny space. And then I, I feel like our kids do the same thing. We've we've really created just a special bond with them that I didn't, that I felt like I didn't know we were missing until we started to live this lifestyle. I thought that we were very, I mean, we've always been very engaged, very passionate parenting, but it wasn't until we started homeschooling until we started to be together all the time that I realized that we really were missing out on a lot. A lot of milestones. Yeah. So, Wow. It's like 180. Would you ever go back to living in a house? Oh, it's funny you say that. We've t- So we've talked about it. And one of the things that we always said when we started this, we have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And one thing that we said was we would always keep in mind what's in the best interest of our kids and what did they need and how, they're doing, and how they're doing this lifestyle. So we're constantly asking them like, Oh, like how are you guys like enjoy living in the bus? Like, cause they make friends and they go like, they hang out in other kids' homes and have all that stuff, but they, they love it here. Yeah. If they <laughs> were ever not thriving, if they ever felt at some point that they needed some, a, a change, maybe a different kind of stability, um, then we would definitely reevaluate what's best for us as a, as a family. But I don't know. I don't know if we ever see ourselves, we would never be able to go back to living the same way we were before the opposite schedules, the kids in school. I think if we went back to a home that, we would definitely still prioritize adventuring and exploring and yeah. homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe build our own house. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll DIY. <laughs> a house. Just a small project, small project. I was going to say an Instagram post of a house. Like maybe we should get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We've talked 
We've talked a lot about all the amazing aspects of living on a bus together as a family. Now let's go with each of you though. There must be some things you don't love living, you don't love about living in a bus together, living in a small space. So I'd love for each of you to answer the thing you don't love the most about living with the bus. And Bo, maybe we'll start with you. You know, what's kind of the worst thing about living in a cramped space? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> We're putting you on the spot uh, here. Probably the space. I mean, trying to walk around, trying to cook food, and then having two kids running between your legs and then a big dog laying right <laughs> where you're standing. Um, I like to try to keep things organized, but it's very hard when you have two kids, a dog, a wife, <laughs> and you just have so much stuff everywhere. And it's just trying to find a home for everything. Mm-hmm. It's uh He's he's the organizer of the of the duo here. He needs to have everything organized. Yeah, everything has a place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nicole, what about you? What's the worst thing about living in a school bus? Oh, for me, I think the worst, the absolute worst thing about living in a school. You're looking. You're looking, <laughs> What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> I I think it's the anxiety that comes with owning a home that you when you own a vehicle and you own a home there's two separate upkeep right like they both mm. don't hopefully go at the same time if our engine fails if you know something happens it's our home and mm. so for me i think that the hardest part is coming to terms with that sometimes on a daily basis <laughs> but mm-hmm. that driving days I, I mean, for me, I mean, there's all those things that Bo mentioned, right? We all have to adapt and it's cramped sometimes and it feels that way. But for me, the biggest issue is probably I worry constantly about maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had on the show, she's one of our friends, uh, Jen and uh, her were on maternity leave with their first kids together. Um, her name's Kaylee and she was on our show. She's one of our first guests, I think, Jen. Um, and we've had her back on talking about living in a tiny house. And, you know, I, I'm i sure she would agree with most of what you're saying. <laughs> Their house is really, really tiny um, and they don't move it around, but they just live in the, the one area. But, you know, what I loved about, you know, she, she went from living in an apartment and that sort of process you describe of like really trying to rationalize everything you have, they started that process of sort of minimizing like months in advance because they knew they wanted to go tiny. But, you know, she sort of said when you have such a small space inside, the only option is to go outside, you know, like there's no chance you have kids. She's like, and we've been to her house. Her house is beautiful, kind of like your house. Everything's like so intentional in a way that my home is not. Um, and, you know, looking looking around, you're like, everything is just because they've only got like one big saucepan. It's a beautiful one that can be on display as well. Um, or their artwork is so, you know, perfectly chosen. But that idea that like there's no way you're staying inside with your kid or kids in your case the only option is to go outside. Um, and so I I love that. It really made me think about our spaces so differently. You know, when there's less to do because there's less space and less opportunities inside, we have to go outside. Got to be ready to go in all weather. I'm guessing that your kids are good at being outside in all weather, right? Yeah, it, yeah they much prefer the rain, actually. So do they? <laughs> they, they do. do. They have- you should send them up here when they're like young adults <laughs> looking for an adventure. Like Vancouver sounds like the right place for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome 
<laughs> do you have to deal with snow in the bus? Like, do you drive it in snowy conditions to snowy places? Try not to. Yeah, we we try not to. We prefer not to. I mean, w- Bo grew up in Minnesota and then moved to Maine. I've born and raised in Maine. So we've done the winters. Um, we're ready to explore more of the Southwest, um, the sunnier areas. Yeah. And for us, it just gets us outside more. I think yeah. if we're in the sunny, sunny weather. We do a lot of hiking, a lot of backpacking with the kids. So to be somewhere where we can do that all the time has been around, yeah. has been really amazing. <laughs> now, we always ask our guests about a time when things go wrong, because whether it's a bus or hiking, no matter how much you try and plan it, we know that adventures don't always go to plan. Uh, so we'd love for you guys to share an adventure or two, if you guys each want to share an adventure about a time, maybe the bus was involved, maybe it was just an outside adventure where you were trying for this adventurous day or this bus plan, and it just didn't work out. Hmm. What do you want to say first? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of those. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, we have two kids and we adventure all the time. There's like a lot of, a lot of things that go silly. Um, but the one, I think the one time that really stands out for me is when we were trying to hike, we had been trying to do this hike in Arizona. It was to a hot spring. We had been looking forward to it for a really long time. And two things happened on this hike. It was, it was awful. Um, our daughter, I think you guys hike a lot, right? Like you guys understand. So we try to be very prepared. Um, and so Bo and I hadn't had a whole lot of I think we had miscommunicated about packing the bag yeah. and our daughter just, because how old was she? Oh my gosh. She was like one and a half, and two. A half, yeah. Never fails it. She always had a blowout in the beginning of the hike, like a mile in and we're just stopped. And we had one diaper. So we were very excited about this. We were like, Oh my gosh, it's our one diaper. And we weren't really sure. We were like, okay, what are the chances of her having another blowout? Like, I, one, pretty slim, right? So we took our chances and lo and behold, we got a little bit further into the hike, like far enough in that the walk back was going to be really awful. She had another blowout and we had nothing. We had, we had really over overestimated our abilities here and our daughter to, <laughs> to cooperate and so that one was a so i think we took your shirt yeah yeah so we took one of Bo's shirts and we had to tidy everything up and then she sat in the carrier like we sort of makeshifted the shirt like yeah. a diaper oh and my gosh had to continue on i think yeah she did good she did. Of, <laughs> after her beginning did you make it did you make it yeah we did oh my god we did yeah and then we made it to the hot springs and and then we made it back but she peed on the way back remember and he was in the carrier yeah it was just one of those (laughs) those it's generally what happens when you're really looking forward to something right (laughs) this is going to be the highlight of our trip and yeah they're generally the times when things go a bit (laughs) pear-shaped Yep. What what's one that you would say? Oh uh, well, probably when we first started with our first trip in our bus, we were mm. literally leaving Maine to go to Nevada, and what we were two hours in, 
and we had three hydraulic hoses burst and that controls our brakes, our steering, everything. Oh my gosh. Luckily we were by an exit. And so luckily I was able to pull it off and uh, we were able to call a mechanic, got that taken care of. And then a roadside mechanic though, like yeah, roadside, the most important a roadside mechanic. <laughs> yeah. So we're driving in the car behind Bo and we just see him pull off into like a rest stop, but he hadn't told us that he was pulling off. And so I'm driving down the highway. I drive by this bus and I'm like, that looks, fam- oh, that's my bus. That's our bus. <laughs> and then I call him and he's like, yeah, something's wrong. I like, you barely had brakes. Yeah. So that happened. So did you fix it? You fix it there on the side of the road or do you have to get towed somewhere? How do you tow a bus? So so we had a roadside mechanic come put new hoses on. Wow. And then I drove another hour and then it started overheating. (laughs) So then I had to pull off and then I was there for what, like four days. Yeah. Getting that fixed. And then it broke down another time in Oklahoma. Um, on the same drive. On the same drive, another <laughs> hose burst. Um, and this is all after we've had mechanics look at it. Wow. And we've done like all of our maintenance checks on it. It's just one of those things that just you never know. That was your first, first trip. trip. First, yeah. first trip. You must have been so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, we were like, is this what we were like meant to do? Like, what else we doing? <laughs> is this a sign that yeah. we just shouldn't be living in a bus? Is it supposed to be this slow? Like yeah. <laughs> slow travel, but really slow. Oh my God. You guys have been on so many amazing adventures. Um, I do want to let people know where can they find out more of these amazing adventures? Because your Instagram page is just full of beautiful pictures and videos. So where is the best place where they can actually see this amazing bus that you live in? Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind. Um, so we're on Instagram and, and TikTok um, at Rome with Bus. And you have a website with a bunch of pictures on it as well, right? Oh my gosh, we do. I forgot about that. We we're gonna do a little foray. We got you, Nicole. We got you. (laughs) (laughs) We do. It's not we haven't upkept it, but um no, it has all the pictures too. So a lot of people will ask for pictures. So we wanted a place where people could go and um just view the bus and see the layout. And that's we did that when we were looking at bus layouts. So we Mm -hmm. wanted that for for other people to look at to maybe gather some inspiration from we'll drop those links into the show notes as well so if you're listening and you want to go and follow along we'll have those things here now nicole and bo this has been fascinating i think you could probably see from our questions we have so many questions about sort of the logistics of this and i think it's such an awesome move that you made and now i've heard the origin story i think it's even cooler if you had (laughs) one takeaway that you wanted to share with our listeners um, about what you've learned from from this whole experience what do you think that would be we've thought a lot about this i think right yeah And so I think one thing that we've realized and from talking with other families is that it just, it takes courage to follow your heart, right? Especially when it doesn't look like everyone else going against the norm of society, following your own path. It just, it can be a lot of work, but it's also so, so rewarding. So if just follow your heart, I think. Yeah. I love that. And that's perfect. 
seek inspiration from Instagram posts about people living in buses. I think that's a takeaway for me, Jen. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I love the sentiment of living differently. I mean, I think many of us ourselves, you know, myself and Kate included, you know, you work a nine to five job or you live this more traditional lifestyle because it's typically what's presented to you. Um, And it's so great to realize there are so many different ways to enjoy a lifestyle with your kids. And that's going to look completely different for everybody. Um, And whether you sell your house and move into a, a bus full time, or maybe you try out something for a shorter period of time, you know, uh, but I think there's just so many cool ways to to get out there, live outside with your kids. Uh, Bo and Nicole, we have truly loved having you on the podcast and we got to see a little bit of your bus here live, which has been amazing. Uh, but we will be back next week with another episode with more amazing guests as we head into the fall for this season of Get Outside with Kids. If you're listening in and you think you would make a great guest for an upcoming episode, please reach out to us on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. And remember, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week.